some adjustments but Jackie Bradley Jr. pops it up long run for Cabrera and he made the play oh, he... this is Brandon Lockridge and you're listening to the Bronco Tachos Yo, what's up, everybody, and welcome to the newest edition of the Bronx Muchachos Podcast. I'm your host, Mark, and tonight we got everybody with us. We got Alex. Hello. We got David. What's going on, everybody? We got Danny. Yeah, what's good, everybody? And, of course, we got our brother from another mother, our good old friend, Paul, from Prospects 1500. Paul, what's up, brother? Hey, good evening, guys. All right, everyone, you guys know the drill. Rate, subscribe, review, like on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google, Amazon, Odyssey, all the spots that you always go to. Um, don't forget, if you guys are watching here on, on Five Reasons Network, hit the like button, hit the subscribe button, let us know what's up, get us, get in the chats, talk to us. Um, you, and then, of course, you know, this first segment is always brought to you by SeatGeek. SeatGeek is the best way to, to browse, find, and buy your tickets for all sporting events concerts you know spring trainings here regular seasons right around the corner get your tickets minor league cut is coming around get your tickets through for minor league games too you know use our promotional code bronx muchachos which is all capital letters to get your discount on your first order david why don't you fill in everybody what's been going on today buddy so before we get started with our shenanigans we would just love to give a really big big shout out to Craig and Nikki over at uh, New York Giants Rush, the Rush Hour podcast crew. They hosted Mark and I last night. It was a great time, great show. Was finally, finally glad we got to connect with those guys. Uh, um, Giants is to that uh, YouTube show, listening to their podcast, Third and Three podcast is Nikki Jess's uh, podcast. I don't know what's wrong with you. I'm a Patriots fan, but I even still listen to it to get some football info. So go check them out. And uh, also check out our boys up in Connecticut, Kevin and Joe on Officially Offsides, part of the B3 Sports Network. So check them out as well for all your football content. But, uh, yeah, it was a great time last night. We got to meet Scott Sanders. He used to pitch for the Tigers and the Cubs, Mariners and Padres. He had a, he had a lot of really good stories and had a really good Joe Girardi one too. So, like I said, <laughs> go on that YouTube channel and check out our episode that Mark and I did with them last night. It was a, it was a blast. Definitely looking forward to doing it again. Yeah, man, they were a great time. They're great people. Thanks again to to Nikki and Craig for bringing letting us jump on there with them, man. Uh, but yeah, yo, absolutely. So yeah, we got uh, we we got we we've, we've got some time of spring. We got some spring training games under our belts. So let's bring this around the horn. To, let me start with Paul. Paul, so far, what do you think about how Dominguez is playing? How Peraz is playing? How Volpe's playing? Let's start with those because those are the three names that everyone wants to hear about. Let's see how. Let me let me hear what you got to say about them. Uh, all right. Um, as far as I'm concerned, Jade almost looks real good. He looks ready for Double A, maybe even Triple A. 
I think you start him at double A with a mid season, early season, call up the triple and go from there. Um, Volpe looks ready, man. Like, let's get him some triple A reps. Here's the thing. And and I was talking to I was talking to one of you guys off off air today. It's gonna be IKF and Glaber at shortstop and second base, and they're just gonna like disappoint us and either put Faraz on the bench or send them down triple A. It's just kind of the way it works. So even if even if Volpe and Faraza prove that they're ready, it's not gonna happen. Even if Aaron Boone said today ICAF's going to the outfield, it's not gonna happen. We know what it is. It's gonna be Aaron Hicks in one, IKF at shortstop, Aaron Hicks in left field, whatever. It's it's something we come to know and expect at this point. And I know I talked to you, Mark. Um wow. Velpe again at second base. I'm so excited for that. Like oh. really, you saw the middle infield of the New York Yankees by 2024 today. Shortstop, second base. Boom, there it is. Guys, uh, guys, guys, before we before we keep going, I wanted to say, we've all seen Major League, the movie Major League. Paul right now sounds like that old guy that was in the outfield that they were in that losing streak right now. Like, like we haven't even played a game yet. But you know I'm right, Alex. That's the problem. Bro, you're wrong. They did to Faraz last year alone. Look what they did to him Man, this did not take long. Why did we call him up to triple A to force the bench? take long at all. IKF is making a bunch of money. They're gonna end up playing him. Aaron Hicks is gonna be six million dollars is a bunch of money. Six million dollars. That's not a money. What industry? Have someone, have someone take him. Who's gonna take him right now? No one. Dodgers. The Dodgers. 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 You're already on the phone with him that day. I've heard rumors. rumors. Cashman's been on the phone with the Dodgers about sending him out there. He's been, he's been, he's been looking to ship him, man. That's some rumors out there that he's been looking to ship him with Donald, like. Donaldson, you're sitting there Fox eating Cashman. <laughs> yeah, exactly. This should have already been done because someone else has already called him. The Wait, minute, the Jose minute Iglesias has already that... been on the phone with him. Some other free agent has already been on the phone with him. Didi Gregorius. The minute, the, the minute the news came out about Gavin Lux blowing his knee out, Brian Cashman should have been on the phone with the Dodgers GM. Like, right, but the Dodgers GM's probably already called Jose Iglesias. Probably already called Didi Gregorius. Probably already covered all his bases yeah. on those free agents, those crappy free agents that are going to cost you no money at all. I am just in shock right now that it's like one week into spring training and we are in like oh, midseason man. form. We are in midseason form right now with like the 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 the, the season is over. Throw, oh man! No, oh, no, no! I didn't say the season wow. was over. Wow. The no, negativity is appalling. We should have all buckets right here. Like, Paul, that, can that we have disgusting. Paul, Paul, Paul? Gosh, can God. we have at least opening day first, and then go go for it? So, so all right. So, Alex, I want <laughs> you to make sure you tweet me on opening day when IKF is at shortstop, and we're just super disappointed. We we got to put something on the table right now because I guarantee you, IKF is not going to be starting at shortstop for the Yankees come opening day. He will somewhere in the infield or out. We're getting injury. I don't think so either. Barrio. Do a water bed. Whoever's the loser has to pour water on their head something. and put it as a YouTube reel or something like that. I don't know. ALS <laughs> challenge. We'll, we'll donate the proceeds to that or something. Well, whatever. We'll, we'll come up with you something. Know, we'll do warrior something, bro. Like we'll, we'll do. We gotta do something here. No, it's the IKF. Oh, no, no, no. It's the IKF. Oh, no, next, next what it's called. I got you, Danny. I got you. Next, so next winner, one of you, the loser between Danny and Paul, the losers got to do go do the polar bear challenge. 
Something. I do that every year anyway where I'm from. But bring it. <laughs> bring it, bro. I got a I got a beach right down the street. Let's do it. I'm down. I do that every year anyway. So let, let's do something a little more challenging. We'll we'll talk about this offline. But it's ridiculous. Right. <laughs> there, there's absolutely no way. There's no way. There's no right, way. David, the way David, keep, David, keep it going. Keep yeah. it going, man. Pre- preach on the it. The way Proz is playing, I mean, he made that kind of short throw today to first. But, okay, he gets a little bit of a pass on that. I mean, IKF uh, does first, that every week anyway. Right. Yeah. So, <laughs> anyway, Peraza, Volpe. Volpe is, like, nasty, and he's a stud, and he's showing that. He came ready to play, and uh, it's just super exciting. He's super athletic for a second baseman, and just seeing the the movements over there, it just looks so natural for Volpe at second. So he's, like, just like a legit stud baseball player, um, and – I'm hard pressed to, to think that he's going to start in triple a, but I wouldn't be surprised just because of control. Um, you, you want the, you want to capitalize on service time. Uh, so Volpe's probably going to start at triple a, but Peraza, he's going to be our shortstop. I, I, already, Boone, the fact really. that Boone said, Hey, if he doesn't win this competition, he's going to move to the outfield. Is there anything of ideas of him not playing short? He's like, yeah, you know what? I'll put him somewhere else, but shortstop. For, for the foreseeable future. So, Peraz is the guy. He's going to win that job. Dave, what about you? What, do, what, what two cents you got for this? I mean, I can't remember the last time we saw this much talent in Major League camp. It's just been ridiculous. Like, the play, the two plays that Volpe made the other day it had my jaw on the floor. That double play where he threw it the third and then Cabrera got the guy out, at, tagged the guy out and threw it the second, got the other guy out. And then Volpe, like, basically falling to his uh, right-hand side and chucking the ball over the second, get that runner out. And then to see what Jadom's doing and seeing what Ar- Andres Chaparro is doing. I mean, that grand slam was a friggin' nuke today. And that dude just keeps hitting the ball harder and harder every single day. Um, I, 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 who, who knows what's going to happen at the end of the spring? They're, they're just too, way too many good young players in camp this year to really make a definitive um, answer out of any of it. I mean, I, I'm, I'm keeping my fingers crossed that Peraz is the starting shortstop. I'm crossing my fingers that, you know, there's a platoon situation in left field between either Hicks and Cabrera or Hicks, Cabrera and Floreal. Um, but I, I don't know how it's going to shake out. I'm just really excited to see all this young talent we have in spring training this year. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I'm going to have to, definitely be on the side of like i'm happy to see in the future because like what we have in the farm system going on is that it's building for it's crazy di- it's, it's building up for dynasty life that and that's that's something that we need and that's the good thing and when it comes to this whole battle with left field and this battle with the infield who knows like really like you guys if you saw it on youtube you saw what i was lipping but yeah i, I don't know i don't know <laughs> It's 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 a very interesting thing that's gone going on right now. <sighs> Competition. And, oh, go go ahead. No, 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 go, no, go ahead, go ahead, Danny. Because okay. I was going to bring out uh, a question on Dave. What I was going to say is that good competition brings the best out of players. So the fact that you see Volpe and Peraz and J Dom, well, J Dom doesn't really have a chance to make it this team. But you see the tools, like 
him in the box compared to like other 20 year olds, mm -hmm. they're mm -hmm. jumpy. Mm -hmm. They, you know, they're moving around in the box. He's there. The game is moving slow for yep. him. And that's just so impressive yep. to see from a 20 year old in his first big league camp. Like, yo, bro, he's just, he's like playing in Dominica right now. Like the way he's looking mm -hmm. in the box, he's, he's comfortable. He, he feels like he belongs. So I, I love to see that from J-Dom. And the intensity from Volpe is amazing. You're 100% right, Danny. I was gonna, I wanted to touch on that too. Like Dominga, it, it, you had to, you have to remember with Dominguez, he signed at 16. He lost all of his seven, his year 17 due to COVID. Came and was playing at 18. All right, so he's got so he the his 18. You know the year he was 18, he lost all that development till time, and now it's then you saw last year how he reworked the left-handed swing, the, and everything started clicking, and everything clicked, and everything clicked, and all of a sudden now, the strikeout rate was going down. The walk rate was going up. He started hitting from the right-hand side better. He's a legitimate two, you know, switch hitter, which is something we definitely, which this team definitely needs. And the, like you said, he's in the box. He knows the strike zone. He's he's not he's not jerking at any of these pitches that are close. He's spitting on them and walking away. Like, no, nah, I'll take my walks. I'll get on base. I'll steal a base here when I need to. I don't need to do anything. He's just he's just showing that all the naysayers and all every like the prospect fatigue that he's been getting is is legit that it was prospect fatigue he's not a bad player at all and he should have been personally he should have been ranked higher than half the guys that that, that the pipeline had had in the outfield that's but that's for another time um but you know like going back to Peraza Volpe like those two Volpe's going to be starting off in in AAA I, I foresee that and possibly in AAA give him like six weeks let him get a little bit more time at second base or something like that so he so when they make the move to bring him up He's quite, um, uh, he's quite acclimated to it all instead of just taking like a spring training for it. Um, yeah, I mean, I think I think these. I've so, I told you guys this before. I think these top three of Peraza, Volpe, and Dominguez are better. Will be better, and right now actually are better than the three of the previous baby bombers of Judge, uh, Torres, and Sanchez combined. Like those three combined versus those three. I would take I would take what the new guy our new guys over over what we had before. I, I just Any want to day touch of the on, week. I just want to touch on Volpe one more time. The speed is crazy. I mean that guy turned like that ball into a double slide, and then even when he hit the into the double play the other day, his helmet's flying off and he's blowing down that line. If that's like a little bit of a bad throw, he's still safe. He's he's not in that double play. Like that speed is crazy, and it played multiple games to this point. Oh, it has it has one hundred percent. I mean, I just see, like, he could be the leadoff hitter for the next decade. I just throwing it out there. <laughs> that's, a, that's a good choice. And didn't didn't leave anybody out here. John Fernandez, what's up, man? Saw you in the chat. Let's go, let's go Bronx Bombers fans. You're 100% right. Mama Guilfoyle is telling, telling uh, baby David that we, him and I were great last night. And she has a question. I'll let Dave answer this yep. question first and foremost. How often, so... does camp how often does camp translate to the season's success? Well, well, mom, thanks for checking in as usual. Uh, one of our top fans. Appreciate you. Love you. Um, how does it translate the season of success? Well, mom, uh, I'll give you a prime example. Kyle Higashioka is the person that pops into mind. Last year in spring training, he hit 10, 10 home runs or eight home runs, whatever the hell it was. Then comes the regular season, and I think he hit less than 10 all season long and batted one. 175 when he was batting close to 350 in spring training so sometimes it translates sometimes it doesn't um you know it 
spring training is weird because you got a lot of veteran talent playing against guys from the mid to low levels of the minor leagues and some AAA guys sprinkled in there along the way. Spring training is used to evaluate your prospects and where they're going to fall in the minor league system. Your major league guys are probably going to play once or twice a week, two to three at bats at most. Your pitchers are going to, your relievers going to throw maybe one or two innings. Starters may go two and a third to three, three innings, depending on where you are in spring training. So spring training is like a weird environment. Um, hope that explains it a little bit, but um and uh, also, shout out to Jeremy Laracuente, our brother from New Jersey, checking in too. What's up, Jay? So yeah, I mean, you're right, Dave, and it's, it's fair, good point that you told, you're telling your mom. Um, Jeremy thinks thinks what I just said was a bold a bold claim, but he thinks I might be right too. So, hey, man, if I'm right, I, I'm down. I'm that if I'm right, that means you. We just got a third of the lineup set. For the next ten years, at least, Mark. And I that, think you've been and right important, on that and important positions minute, though, right up the middle. What was that, Dallas? I think you've been right on that for a minute, though, bro. Like you, you have been messaging me privately, like since like what twenty twenty on JDOM. Yeah. <laughs> like, let's be real. Like, you've been spot on on all these on, on basically all these guys coming up. You've been spot on on it. Like everything you preached to us privately and on the show, you have been right. Like, let's not be, we're not even going to beat around the bush on that. And it's, it's showing right now in spring training. And it's like, it's given us all the satisfaction that we know for the next 10 years, things are going to look decent still, no matter what things might crumble down, but we still have the, the means and the core of what we still need to do what we need to do. Mark is a a baseball God speak to him and him alone. (laughs) <laughs> the voices come to me man the voices come to me yeah he's like <laughs> moses dude just standing up there with the commandments you know like ah, oh, talk to me yeah. I, man, I part the red sea for everyone to follow that's what i do <laughs> <laughs> remember when at the beginning of the podcast when the eight, well, going into last year i think we spoke a lot about building up the middle mm-hmm. right and we spoke a lot about how Yankees really lacked that type of premier talent up the middle. And, and in order for them to get to the next level, yes. they, they needed that. Mm-hmm. So, you know, Glaber coming up big last year, um, Trevino being who, who he was, the acquisition of Bader. And now you're, you're seeing like the second line the with these prospects, Volpe, Peraza, J-Dom, like those dudes up the middle, like strong, strong defensively. I think J Don might wind up in left if we do sign Bader to a long-term deal. But if we if we move on from Bader, we're still pretty strong with with J Don in center field. He he's not a slouch out there. So and, and we see what the gloves could do with Peraza and Volpe. My concern is with Peraza specifically. I, I want to see the bat play at the big league level. Like if, if he wants to be a big everyday big league shortstop. Like he needs to hit at least 250, like bare minimum. Now with without the shift or anything like that, still provide that strong defense. But you know, 250 with 20, 20 homers, sign me up. Give me that every year with Peraza. I, I would love that. But no, I I agree. And like the yeah. speed is gonna play. 
-hmm. you could you could literally go volpe barraza one two and you have the speed demons on the bases right away and you can have somebody clean it up afterwards jay dom judge etc um the one thing i am disappointed in i talked to mark about this yesterday austin wells I mean, that hurts i mean it's only a month i get it it's spring training and only probably like three or four weeks after yeah. that but that rib's gonna hurt a little bit that was essentially i had him almost pegged to take over as the backup by like say august ish because like why not if he's hitting a triple a and actually guy was not hitting or somebody else isn't hitting at that point you're gonna need somebody i'm just i'm just a real big fan like you guys know wells i think that hurts a lot so i just i was hoping he'd get to the big leagues sooner than later he's gonna get his play he is he's still i think triple a it just it just he, he it just hurts injury. the spring missing the spring training and missing the next yeah. month will kill him. Well, Josh Froh is hurt too, so it's not like he has even competition. Yeah. <laughs> like, you know, everybody's hurt. So is Rort Vet. Yep, yeah, Rort yeah. Vet, Josh Bro, um, Wells. The only guy well, Navarez has kind of been impressive. I was just about to bring him up. I, just, I was just about to bring him up. I was looking at his stats yesterday, and he's definitely someone I'm keeping my eye on this year because he batted a combined 254 last year between high A and low A. But the year prior to that in 2021, hit over 300 or close to 300. Um, so he's definitely a catcher I'm keeping my eye on this year. He even threw a runner out there, which is a lot harder now. He threw, he threw throwing someone yeah. out on the base pass is, is difficult. Uh, I mean, he, he was able to definitely increased his pop the last couple of years. I mean, like, that was like a, definitely a struggle coming in. Like he had no pop in the bat in 16, 17, and 18. There was nothing there. And then the last couple of years, he's popped a little bit, gained a little bit of weight. I know that. I've seen a lot of video. But I just – I don't – he's just a backup. I mean, he's someone that will kind of linger around. He's more of an organizational guy. He'll get a shot. He'll get a cup of coffee, especially if he gets some injuries or something. But it's more of like an organizational backup type guy. So, guys, I got a question charge. for everybody. How's everybody feeling so far about the pitch clock? I'll, go, I'll take this one. Uh, I, I like it. I like it. Hold on. Yeah, I think – I'll take – I'll swing it to you, <laughs> Dave, in a second. I, Dave and I are right. on two different ends of uh, – two different ends of this thing. But, and that's just – that's kind of spoiler right there. But I, I like it. I, I feel like there's a better – there's a flow. There's a better pace. There's not, none of this – there's none of this, you know – Pitcher taking three minutes to do it. I just find it funny that there was already a, a rule in place for t pitcher has to pitch the ball within 12 seconds, and they couldn't and nobody could enforce that rule, so they had to make up a new rule to put it a little bit less true. and then that go across the board with this whole thing. But honestly, I like it. I think I think it speeds up the game some. Just be, but you know, you'll inherently have time where the game's going to slow down just because of pitching changes because of whatever the case may be with it, long at bats, whatever. Mm -hmm. That's, that's, that's part of baseball. But I think that the stopping, stopping like throwing five times over to first base is, is important to, you know, to stall time to warm up a, a bullpen. It makes the managers have to manage the game better. Like this is where you're going to have to see Boone step. We, you know, we all, all of us with the exception of Danny really hammer Boone a lot, but this is where Boone is going to have to learn the next step in the bullpen going to have to jump in boom and figure this out three batters beforehand because i don't have the luxury of 
throw over to first base, throw over to first base. Okay, let's have the let's have the catcher come out to have a long talk. Okay, now let's mm-hmm. have the mm-hmm. let's have mm-hmm. the pitching coach come out. So I like it, Dave. Um, oh gosh here we go i'm a fan of it to an extent um what i have a problem with is what happened with between the braves and the red sox the other day where the batter took too long getting the batter's box and it was basically called strike three okay this is where i have an issue with it my buddy matt at work who's a huge braves fan was absolutely going batshit crazy over this and Ask me, he's like, you guys have a podcast. What do you guys think? And I'm like, actually, you know what? You just gave us an idea for this week. So shout out to my buddy, Matt, at work. I um, had that idea way before Matt. <laughs> Whatever. I'm going um, to pour that one right there. <laughs> so I don't like the fact that the game can end on a strikeout. Okay. who? Can you imagine if it's – the Yankees and the Astros in game seven of the ALCS and the Astros win that way on a strike three call because someone takes too long getting in the damn batter's box or someone getting their 3,000 strikeout with it ending this way. I, I just, I'm not a fan of padding someone's stats on a technicality like this. So I'm just not, I'm a fan of it to an extent. It does speed up the game. It does stop the shenanigans. I mean, can you imagine this pitch clock being enforced when Chuck Knobloch and Nomar Garcia Parra would stand there and play with their batting gloves for like two minutes? It would have been nice. You you know what? I mean, I didn't didn't like watching a baseball game for four hours when I was that old. I don't like watching a baseball game for five hours now. What I I want to see is a batter or a pitcher. What I want to see is a batter or a pitcher get ejected and argue about this. Let's yes. see some real arguing. Because here's the thing. Like, this has only happened in spring training. Like, Manny Machado took a strike, didn't give a crap. You know, the Braves batter, he's a minor leaguer, didn't give a crap. He kind of just sat there like, oh, okay. Let's see it when, I, like you said, Dave, let's see when it matters in Astros-Yankees game. And let's see a Aaron Boone get ejected or a player actually get ejected and or argue and see where this goes. I just feel like the players themselves right now, they don't really care. They're getting you. They have to get used to it because they do. But when it actually matters, if it's in an important game, if it's a game like 160 or something, then you'll see something like go crazy. And then they'll have to reevaluate this. Yeah. All right. Oh, boy. Danny is chomping at the bit. <laughs> yeah. I oh, I, I'm happy. I, I'm happy. This is going on. <laughs> so just sit back and watch. <laughs> yeah. As, I, I love the pitch club. I, I, I like it. I, I enjoy it. But as, as a teammate, right, it's your responsibility to, as a player to be in that box, to be on the mound, you know the rules, be within the confines of the rules. It doesn't matter if it's game seven of the World Series or for spring training. Be, do what you got to do within the confines of the rules. All right. If you go outside of that, that's like a $1,000 fine in kangaroo court. You're going to get destroyed in kangaroo court if you do like some pitch clock. So uh, I, don't, I don't know what the, I don't even know what to call it, but I'm getting myself out there. But shenanigans. Yeah, shenanigans, like bro, like you're <laughs> responsible for that. Do what you got to do. Get in the box. Get on the mound. Be ready. Mm-hmm. You know what the stipulations are. That's a big time fine mm-hmm. in kangaroo court. One hundred thousand percent for our, for our new baseball fans. Or if you don't know what kangaroo court is, it's pretty much how the the players. Um, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, uh, it's, how, it's how the players they police themselves. They police themselves. Yeah, exactly. the, yeah, police yeah. themselves or hold each other accountable. Exactly. So that's like that's like a huge fine for me in kangaroo court. 
some rookies taking somebody out for like a ten thousand dollar dinner. <laughs> Paul, when it comes to your thing, I think the first person is going to be is going to be Zach Zach Ranky. I think he's going to be the first person who's going to get it. <laughs> oh, I see. I, I see. I see. I Max Scherzer going it. bonkers. I see I'm Max Scherzer going bonkers on it. I've heard Matt Scherzer is actually okay with it so far. Though. I think it's going to be a veteran. I do agree. I do agree, Alex. I think it's going to be some sort of veteran hitter, or veteran but, pitcher. I don't think it's going to yes. be any young kids. But now, Dave, on your whole yeah, yeah. account, like the, like, yeah, bro. I'm sorry. You are a grown man. You got a job to do. If 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 it's gonna take you, if it takes you 30 seconds to get in there, and you can't handle it, that oh, I oh no, the pitch just happened, and I gotta be I gotta be in the box still and be ready. I'm sorry, man. Be ready, man. Like when we were growing up as kids, it was like strike one. Okay, I'm still there. I'm not moving. Strike two. I'm not moving. I'm, I'm trying. I'm trying to get this game over with. Try and move on. Like move on to the mess next man. I'm not trying like. Let me make, go make this game go for 10 hours because, you know, that's what my friends want to do. They just want to, like, watch me sit at the batter's box all day long. No. And guess what? As a fan, I don't want to see it either. I want the game to move move on. I remember back when I was going, well, growing up back growing up going to games in the 80s and early 90s, it was moving. It was moving. None of this all like, oh, let's get off the bag. Let's, let, let, let's, let's look around. Let's look at the – oh, Wow, look at the butter. No, I don't care about the butterflies. Get the game going. <laughs> so I wish um Manny one thing, I, I mean, I guess his... I must just my I must just be I must just, bro, must Ricky, just be Ricky Henderson would not literally... Ricky Henderson would not Ricky Henderson would not have gotten all his bases if the game was going so slow in the 70s and 80s. I wish Manny Machado would have got his strike during the regular season before getting paid. Because it would have actually mattered to him. Because he has that attitude and that swag where he would have been uh, really angry about it. True. All I'm going to say is I really don't care how long a baseball game takes. I mean, I when I go to a game, I don't want it to be over in an hour. You, you, I don't care if I actually be, go to a game if I'm sitting there for it's two or three be, hours. It's going gonna, it's gonna to be done in under three hours. Games are going to be done in under three hours. No, but I, what I'm saying is is you got – like, say you've got okay, like the extreme – You're a parent too. You're a parent too. You're going to be yeah? telling me, oh, you know And what? my son Let's loves play. baseball. My I son will sit there and watch a nine-inning baseball game. So yeah, my brother, you're gonna get your ass beat by your wife when you get home because it's like one o'clock in the no. morning, two o'clock in the morning. I, she loves going like to the games too. I just want to see one thing. Somebody brought something up to me. I wonder how much the owners are actually gonna lose on this. Only because you Nothing. lose that half hour or more of concessions, of people buying things, of all that prices. stuff. That's so do you move prices up with people still, yes. you know? In in essence, you're still paying that for that fries and that those chicken tenders with the prices moving up. But I'd like to see what the revenue is. Inflation. I mean, you're losing an hour of people buying food, beers, all that stuff. That's going to be big money. Well, that's what the season. We're going to find out that we're going to find out the season. What happens with that? (laughs) So we got a question from Ivan Navarte. What player or position no, player no. need do the Padres? I'm sorry, I'm sorry. We are a Yankee podcast. Thank you, Ivan. Thank you for the, the comment, but I don't think we should be answering. I, we are Yankees, sir. I'll answer. Wow, Alex. <laughs> nope. <laughs> nope. I'm in that mood today, guys. No, all right, Alex, Alex is not Alex is not Ivan. Alex is not going to answer your question on, on his standing on his principle. 
Pace of play. play. <laughs> Ivan, Ivan, what, what I think the Padres need, I think they need they need some bullpen help is what I think they need. Well, they just signed Rugnet Odor. Well, that's not bullpen oh, help. There it is. <laughs> that, that, Nobody can play third contenders. Our favorite odor, man. <laughs> Now they got hater. They got hater, but they need. They need. They need someone setting up before in front of them. That's what I think they need. Paul, what do you got? What do you think? You think you? What do you? You, you know a lot about the Padres. You want? You want to jump in? And tell them what do you think they need. I, I want to talk about it. Hold on. Go ahead, Danny. You got it. Set the floor to you. I'll I'll take it afterwards. But. We got a Fordham guy there, Nick Martinez, who, who was a reliever for them, swing guy, um, and, and now is going to be a starter for the Padres. So. Um, Nick was really good in that role for the Padres last year, so it's going to be interesting to see how he, he fits into that starter role. Seth Lugo, another guy that was a reliever that the Padres are going to try out as, as a starter, and he's got the high skin rate fastball, so maybe if one of those two dudes fail, they could revert back into that dude to uh, be the bridge to Hayter. Uh, so those are two options right there in-house for the Padres to, to kind of take that step forward and stabilize the bullpen so my concern is hater i mean he struggled really mightily in san diego when he came over there his era was like seven something and he had some bomb games that he just terribly sucked in that's that would be my first concern and i mean that outfield eh, past soto you don't really know what you got either i mean right now they got what a couple kids. Matt Carpenter is lined up as an outfielder. Trent Grissom. It's, I don't, you don't know too much about, you know, what you're going to get out of that offensively team, uh, offensively out of that team. Yeah, I mean, they, right now they have Tatis penciled in for right, but that's not going to be till the. Yeah, did you year. see that experiment today? Yeah, not good. Um, yeah, but they want to keep Soto on left. But enough of the Padres pace of play. Um, <laughs> they're going to be a good team. Let's carry on. Thanks for the question, Ivan. Back to our residency schedule program, please. Oh, and Alex is back. All right. <laughs> what? God. All right. So, dude. All right. We're trying to get new listeners, bro. <laughs> Come on. I get all you. Right. Ivan, so, Yankee. Okay, so, Yankee, all right. man. Sorry. All right. So, I got a question. So, Yankees. spring training. Here's, a, here's nope. a spring training Yankees question. Right, and Alex get the first shot at this one. So, we've seen – so, we saw how Clark Schmidt pitched the other day. He pitched mm-hmm. really well. I think that cutter is going to be – is a game changer for him right now. Yes. Uh, fifth starter. Who who are we going with? You going you going Mingo or you going Clark Schmidt? Mingo. Okay. Dave. Sorry, sorry, that was a long pause there, it's, but I had to really um, had to think that question on the fly right there. So I'm sorry. I'm gonna say, I'm gonna go for that know, right now. After go ahead, go ahead, watching, Dave. after watching the replay of both of them pitch the last couple of days. Um, Domingo looks as good as he ever has. Mm-hmm. Um, hopefully he can regain his 2018 form. Um, but Clark, with that new cutter, man, he was electric in his start against the Braves. I I, I would not want to be Aaron Boone making that, that decision because both of these dudes came into camp on top of their game ready to come out and battle, and I love it. You can't go wrong. Either one of them is going to be your long reliever in the bullpen, or one of them is going to be your number five starter. But if both of them can keep, can take what they've gained in spring training and during the off season in their own private training sessions and bring it into the regular season, you can't go wrong with either or. 
or we could or you could interchange if someone's got to skip a start or whatever spot start whatever whatever the case may be i can see um, that happening i i think it's going to be a tie at the end of spring training if both these guys keep on the same trajectory they're on right now well who do you got if you got to pick one if you got to pick one who's, who's your pick i go clark i go with clark all right yeah Paul? i go with schmidt yeah um i'm going with clark but with the caveat of we got to remember he's only had so many innings like all together period I mean, we're talking 185 innings in the minors, only like 70 in the big league stage. He's probably not stretched out to give you a full season as a starter right now. And you also, I'm going to toss in one more caveat and be Debbie Downer here. No way everyone stays healthy. So Domingo is going to see some starts. Yeah. It's going to happen. He's going to see a dozen starts. Other way around, too. If it was, if they named Domingo five. Clark's going to see some starts. It's going to happen. It's just mm-hmm. the way baseball yeah. works. So I think both guys I think a dozen starts. I think you're going to see a six-man rotation to start the season anyway. I, I was, that's where I was going next, Dave. I, I wouldn't mind, especially yeah. towards the middle of the season and the hot weather, mm-hmm. have a spot start for a guy here or a guy there. I'm, I'm not saying – I'm not saying all together. Danny, Danny. No. No. Right, so Garrett Cole's pitches you know will be 120 pitches. You know why Danny's against it? Because it makes sense. That's why he's against it. True yeah, military field. If it makes sense, don't do it. Outing, I, I, maybe no. I want to give him one extra day of rest. Listen, we have two veteran dudes at the top of our rotation, mm-hmm. Cole and Rodon, who have never in their entire careers been in a six-man rotation. You need those two dudes to be our horses, right? We yep. got Nestor. We got to see what he does in, in year three. Seve, he's only going to pitch 150 innings. Okay, but that's where the bulk guys like like Clark come in and Mike King come in to bridge those to bridge that. But it's not going to be a six man rotation. It's not going to be giving Cole and Rodon for a full year or even a half a year or even two months an extra day. But even Rodon. Hold on. You do that at the end of the season if they agree to it. If because Cole. And Rodon have say so on what goes on in that rotation. I guarantee so, but, it. Aaron Boone and Matt Blake will cut to them first before any decisions are made. But then you got to look at it the other way. Rodon's never had a season above 180 innings in the big leagues. That's fine. Which was no last one year. pitches. That, that's hardly anybody. That's hardly anybody. Hardly anybody to, in today's day and age in the big leagues pitches 200 innings. And most well, teams are in five rotations. All right. And also, there's going to be multiple dudes making multiple starts throughout the season. It's just and, what it is. And it's like that every year. And you know, but you got to actually put I'm into it. Mingo too. But, 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 Danny, you also got to put into account also the whole with the, with the whole uh, speed, speed um, the, the pitch clock going on and everything like that. Let's be real for a minute. Those back end people, they're not going to have, they're not going to be doing as many innings that they were doing before because they're speeding up there because they're not getting the chance to go as slow as they want to go. It's not going to affect Cole as much. It's not going to affect Rodan as much. But then Nestor, okay, um, Domingo, Smith, whoever's there, whoever, it's going to affect them. So it's going to be, they're going to be people that are going to be acting more that they're going to be coming in there to relieve people possibility. And I can see that happening too. Because yeah, they could be, I, I, ha- they yeah, could have that that utility. They're, I'm not gonna say mingle, but Schmidt could also have that that utility role going on. 
100%. I, and I think that bottom line, parchment. bottom line, we are not going to have a perfect season in this rotation. Somebody somewhere along the way, God forbid, but they are human. They, the bodies do break down. Someone is going to get hurt and yes. someone's going to have to step up and step yes. in and make an impact. Yes. Um, shout out to my cousin, Suzanne, checking in from Rhode Island, by the way. Love you, Susie. Dave, I'm going to have to remember this episode because like when it's halfway through the season and the team went from a perfect team to a, like a horrible team and you're jumping off the cliff, I got to remind you that you said this at this point. <laughs> it's good. I'm a passionate fan, dude. <laughs> All right, say all right, staying on all right, all right, staying on topic here. Wait, 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 we're gonna stay on topic here for a second. I don't agree that I don't think that the six man rotation is gonna happen. Excuse me, I think that I agree with everyone with the points that everyone's making that Sevi, I'm sorry, not Sevi, um, Mingo and Clark, they're gonna piggyback, they'll either piggyback off each other or they'll even turn around and piggyback off of someone else. I think more along the lines of one of them. That's that that's that someone's gonna piggyback with Sevy too, just to make sure that Sevy gets the hundred that Danny, Danny was saying 150. I'm thinking more 160, 165 innings, something like that. That he gets in within that range there. Um, but I think they've they've been kind of the Yankees got Clark Schmidt to be a starting pitcher when they drafted him. I think they're finally seeing that, that he has that he now has the tools to be a uh um or what's it called a, a starting pitcher so i think they're gonna i think he gets the first shot out the gate um i still think there's the lingering issues with with domingo that the clubhouse still doesn't like a lot of stuff so you know especially what he did to his now wife back in the day which is why he got suspended so i think that i think those are some holdovers for for domingo so um before we get into our our next segment dave uh you want to promote a, you can do a promotion for SeatGeek again? At the end. At the end. All right. We're going to do it at the end. All right. We'll so one back. of the things we, okay. So one of the things we've been doing here is we've been talking last week. We, we were talking about uh, who are, who we believe are the starting outfielder, each person starting outfielder. So this week we're now talking about who should be the starting, who each person here believes the starting infield should be. So I'm going to swing. I'm going to let Paul take the, take first crack at this one. Paul, don't beat me up too bad, all right? No, no, no. It's everyone's 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 <laughs> got their thing. Who is your right. who's your starting infield? Your personal starting infield. Who do you got? Each position. Who do I want or who do I believe? Who do you believe? Who do actually, I believe? No, well, no, 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 actually, no, no, not who you believe. Who you want? Who do you who do you want? Who do I want? If we're yeah, gonna go wild and crazy, I'm a Volpe Peraza, like I just told you guys. But what do I believe? It's gonna be Rezo Torres, Peraza, DJ at third. Hopefully we can get rid of Donaldson. I can see DJ backing up second. Torres maybe backing up shortstop and put DJ at second when, you know, when those guys need days off or whatever. And a wild card in this all, Andres Chapara, he might be like a mid-season call, but something happens crazy at third, something happened crazy at first. Somebody that can kind of fill in and he'll give you solid production, nothing too wild. And I got you. Like, you know. IKF's gonna get his start. I'm still gonna go back to the back to the beginning. <laughs> he's gonna get a few here and there. We know that though. If he's still on the team after spring training, he's gonna get his starts too. I got you. I got you. All right, Dave. Who you who you got? I'm gonna swing it. I'm gonna swing it around. I'm gonna go with a, a bull prediction. So Rizzo, Volpe, Peraza, DJ. 
You think? Do you think? You think? You think Volpe's making is starting? You think he's he's no, he's breaking camp? I do. All right. I, I don't know you why. Don't, I just have a gut feeling. I'll tell you one thing, man. Feeling, man. Glaber Glaber's had has pretty good spring training as well. Let's you know we kind of we're we're kind of blowing yeah, past and that. I, and he, I and he's going to get he some real by the time. I think he, he gets comes moved back from WBC. Camp. I think he gets moved. Mm-hmm. Okay. I don't know why Alex. I have this feeling. I just have a gut feeling. All right, I got you, Alex. What you got? <sighs> Hate to say it, but okay. Hate to say it, but um. Yes, Danny got mad at my nah. prediction and left. <laughs> no, he did. Screw you guys. Um, no, I, I like, I like, I, I like your prediction, Dave. I really do, but I don't see that happening. I, I at least at this particular moment. So I'm gonna have to say we're going to have to keep it the way it's been going forever and a day. Yay! <laughs> it sucks to say it, but yeah, I think I do think though that um, uh, for uh, I don't know, Camp Rosa. I don't know. I think it's just going to be what we got. We're going to have what we've been gaining for the past few years, and we're going to hate it. So what? You, so what you're saying? You're saying it's going to be it's going to be Rizzo normal, normal. Yeah, it's going to, the right, normal so BS, the normal BS that we all hate to say. Okay, so I, 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 I am against it, but I, my backbone does say it. It's going to be the normal BS. Okay, so so just so so we put it out there. You're saying it's going to be Rizzo. It's going to be Torres. It's going to be IKF and it's going to be Donaldson. That's what you're saying is going to be. You believe it's starting game out. opening day? Yes. Open now. Uh, the second game day? No, no, no. It's going to be a whole different roster. Because oh, guess okay. what? That's what's going to happen. All right. That's when you're you? going to get rid of Donaldson. That's when JD is going to be out there. And okay, it could be a toss between JD and Donaldson, but that's when that's going to happen. All right, I got you, Danny. What you got, brother? Obviously, Rizzo can't go wrong with that guy, and we have nobody else. So, <laughs> Anthony, uh, uh, Anthony, J, uh, uh, Glaber, uh, Peraza, um, and DJ around the horn. Um, Donaldson's I, either Donaldson or Glaber is going to get the the boot on opening day. Uh, it's just a matter of what Boone decides and matchups and all that. Um, past couple of years, it hasn't been Glaber. Glaber has been the guy that's been riding the pine come opening day. Uh, but he's a great option come, to come off the bench in that case. But I think over the course of 162, uh, you're going to see a majority of, of that infield alignment. It's our best infield, best defensive infield alignment. And depending on DJ's health, it could also be our best offensive. Um, unless Donaldson takes off. Um, with the bat, which, you know, everybody in that clubhouse seems to think that he's going to bounce back. Uh, I Let's still see. think it, it remains to be seen. Yeah, it, it remains to be seen what Donaldson is going to bring to the table. Um, so based on what we've seen with DJ and Glaber, the year he had, and, you know, he's got, he's got prospects chomping on the bit, ready to take his spot. Like I said earlier in the, in, in the pod, good competition brings the best out of people at times. So I think Glaber um, will finally kind of get headstrong and get off of social media and stop listening to people like us and focus on uh, doing a good job and being the best player he can be for the Yankees. I mean, unless he is listening to us, then don't stop that. Yes, please, Glaber, if you are listening. (laughs) 
Just mute the things that are bad about you. That's all. <laughs> just mute Dave, mostly. <laughs> I don't think he's bad. I'm just saying it's just business. So that's the personal, right? Wait, no, actually, Alex, Alex wants to trade you last year, bro. It was, it was Alex, not, not Dave, last year. I still you, do. He wants to jump down my throat. <laughs> he wants to jump down my throat. He wants to jump down my throat for jumping off a ledge. You know, he thought I was falling when Glaber was 0 for whatever last summer and wanted him shot to the I moon. I still like, want to trade him. I still want to trade him. I don't care. <laughs> Sell high. I'm, I'm just hoping he gets hot. Just like, like the stock sell, market. Sell high. I hope he gets like And we're going high to the moon. Well, I'll, say, I'll say one thing. With, with Glaber, with Glaber, if you sell, if you if you if you look to sell him, he's worth mid-rotate. You can get you can get some pieces back. Even if you look just prospect-wise, you can get some a couple few decent prospects back for him. For sure. Or if you want, you get like a mid-rotation guy back. You can get a mid-rotation guy back for him. Um but you know, staying on topic here, I think obviously there's no no other reason what. But first base is is Rizzo's position till he till he leaves. I think opening day. I think I I I I still think Glaber's going to be on the team opening day. I think it's going to be Rizzo, Glaber, Peraza, and I think I think Donaldson. I think it's third base is Josh Donaldson's job to lose. Give him till mid to end of May, and if he's still. If he's hanging on the interstate during that time and striking out at a thirty-three percent clip, then he's just going to get DFA'd, and, be, and that's and that's a wrap for Donaldson. Um, and by then, that'll also give you the opportunity to bring bring Volpe up there, and then that opens up a whole other set of set of things going on for that. But I can't see twenty-one million dollars sitting on the bench in Donaldson. I think that um, DJ is going to be kind of that. He's going to roam around. He's going to play third. He's going to play a little bit of second base. He's going to play first base. So he's going to be that the utility guy that they originally brought him over to be. And instead of just sticking him over at third base or sticking him at a certain position. So um, that's what, that's, that's my thoughts. I think that I, I believe that until that there's moves made, I think it's Rizzo, Torres, Peraza, Donaldson and go and, you figure you send ICAF is going to go somewhere before the end of before the end of spring training. That's my thoughts. And then everyone got quiet. Michael Cruz, go. Let's go, Marlins. I rock. You know what? As long as the Marlins, rock, <laughs> and we we got rid of Alex again. As long as Mar, I'll tell you one thing, man. If the Marlins wear that those those sugarcane jerseys with the powder blue hats and the and the, those red jerseys, those things are fire. I love that jersey, man. Those that's that's fire right all there. All right, all right, all right. I'm gonna talk about Marlins. I'm gonna say this, okay? My father-in-law is a big old Marlins fan. You know, I don't know what his wife said. He she he was talking trash about the, the Yankees the other day, and guess what she said to him? It's like, why are you talking trash? Your team hasn't even won a, a spring training game yet. That was her answer to him. <laughs> Damn, that's savage. And that's oh, from a Cuban from a Cuban. Just telling you. <laughs> Marlins fan since '93, huh? <laughs> <laughs> cute. <laughs> it's cute. <laughs> Marlins oh, gonna be interesting man. this year, just because they're pitching. Because but... they signed Johnny Cueto and Gene Segura. Because <laughs> no, got, like, they're, mostly they're, because they're of the pitching. Yeah, their pitching is net, and they got more pitching coming up too, man. 
Dude, Yuri Perez is gonna be nasty for them when he when yeah. he comes up. Yeah. I mean that if yeah. Sixto Sanchez ever gets gets his shoulder right, I mean oh, that's man. I would love for that to happen for him. If he gets his Sixto gets his shoulder right, man, you have you have Sandy, you have Sixto, you got um Edward Cabrera, and then you got Yuri Perez. That's your as your as your four. <laughs> Forget about it, man. <laughs> Yo, they they only need they they then need to just get rid of half of their minor league pitching and just say. Give me bats. That's what I want. We need bats and get boppers. And they they could they'll give the Mets a run for their money. They'll give the Phillies a run for the money. They'll give the Braves a run for their money. What what that pitching bats. that pitching could could stand that pitching could stand up. Yeah, three or four bats they could do it. And that pitching can stand up to the Mets. It can stand up to the Mets one two any day of the week. And the lefty, if he has a bounce back here too, like uh, so I think it's Braxton mostly Harry? Taylor Roger. Not Rogers. Trevor Rogers. Trevor yeah. Rogers. Yes. Yeah. If he has a bounce back here, you know, he's he's a really good guy that could solidify the back end and be like a legit solid number three, four, five. So they they got a bunch of kids right there ready too. So yeah, like double and triple. They got a bunch of pitching. So I asked this question last. I'm not sure if you guys want to talk about it again, but. I asked this question last week in terms of the infield. Where do the Yankees rank in the AL East compared to like the Blue Jays, Red Sox, Rays, and the Orioles? But I, I think it's a, it is a good exercise to have for each group that we that we go over. Oh yeah. So, who are you starting with, Danny? I, I'm going with the Blue Jays. They have the best infield. If you go position by position, it's not even close like the only push might be at second um and espinal became an all-star over glaver last year i mean i didn't think that was the case but you know the coaches did so vladdy perennial all-star and mvp runner um they got espinal at second uh they got dante pachetta at short and they got matt chapman who is the best offensive um third baseman in the american league uh, arguably you know so when it, and if you want to go down to the catching position, they're deep and they're they're better than Trevino and Higashioka. So um, the class of the infield belongs north of the border, unfortunately, uh, for us. But uh, I, I still think the Yankees are a better team overall. But anyway, I, Blue Jays, number one for sure. Yankees, number two. Uh, I'm going to put Baltimore, number three, just based on what they could do, not necessarily what they are currently. Um, and then Tampa, four. And the Red Sox could kick rocks in five again. <laughs> all right, Paul, you go for it. I'm going to uh, agree with Danny on all of it. I think Baltimore's got a young stud infield coming up with Henderson and those guys. Um, yeah, I, I would tend to agree with Danny on this one. I think the only – the only We've made history, Paul. Guy, The only – what's that? We've made history. We agreed on we one agreed. thing. Exactly. The only kickback I'm going to throw in there is the Red Sox do have a lot of young kids, and I'm not totally slow. Kristen Arroyo is totally out of like he could actually become something. He looked pretty solid last year, and spring training looked pretty good. Maybe he can finally come. I mean, at one point he was a top prospect in baseball. Maybe he maybe he's a little bit of a late bloomer, but I agree with Danny 100. All right, Davy, Davy boy, what you got? I'm gonna go with I'm gonna agree with Danny too. Um, you know, the Yankees are still trying to find their identity as an infield. 
you know, they're trying to still figure out who belongs where. I mean, they're still trying to figure out if a third baseman can be a, an all-star shortstop. So, I mean, I'm, gonna, I'm not going to fight Danny on this. I completely agree with him. Alex? Well, then I guess I'm going to have to be that guy that has to break the damn thing. Okay, I'm sorry, guys. Nope, we do. Why? Because we have six, six people who could be in the infield. Okay, let's be real. Put it in the bullpen for Raza. That's six. I'll take that right there. We have the best one, and the rest, all, the rest of the other three? Kick rocks. You're all number four now. I don't care about you all. Done. I took your line, Danny. Kick rocks. <laughs> all right, I'm going to have to switch it up. Pull chocks and chains, but it's okay. <laughs> <laughs> all right. I'll, I'm, I agree with I, – I agree with – with Toronto being one, Yankees two, I think Tampa's three. Um, to be honest with you, I mean, you get if Wander Franco stays healthy. I mean, he's better than he's 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 better than any. He's the best shortstop in the American League if he's healthy. I'm gonna be honest about that. So right then and there, he's better than he's better than um, Jorge Mateo for the for Baltimore. And you already got um, uh, Gunnar Henderson moving to third base because you got Jackson Holiday gonna be come up in like another year or two. So I mean, they still in the rest in the rest of Tampa Bay, the rest of Baltimore is kind of still piecing it together. So I mean, they got Adley Rushman, which is which kind of offsets that. But I, th- I think you know one. I think one, two, three is Toronto Yankees, Blue Jays are in the infield. Um, four is Baltimore, and five obviously is the Red Sox. I don't, you know, they they have Rafi Devers, but I think that that Rafi Devers is going to see a career high in walks this year. I think they'll just they'll put they'll be they'll just pitch around him and let everyone else try to try to beat them. I mean, you know, unless they put like Tristan Cassis right before him or right at right behind him, to, so they have to pitch. But I mean, there's nobody no. else. There's nobody. There's nobody else. There's nobody else. Who are you gonna pitch? To? There's nobody else to pitch to in that line. Not worried about Tristan Cassis right now. No, but I'm just saying, if, at some point you're gonna. There's nobody. There's nobody. There's no protection to give Rafi Devers, and there's nobody to get on base. There's not really a lot of guys to get on base before him. If you get somebody on base before him, they'll okay, just pitch around and pitch around and pitch around him. Let everyone else beat me. You know, that's what I'm saying. He'll get it. He'll have a career year in walks is what I think. Or strikeouts if he gets too jumpy, which I hope he does. Well, yeah. But. All right. I think that's going to, I think that wraps it up for us tonight. That's Dave, tonight. Why don't you take, yeah. Take us home, buddy. Uh, yeah. I think that's going to, think that's going to do it. Um, Thanks for everyone. That again, uh, SeatGeek. If you need tickets for your concerts, baseball games, what have you, scan that code. Brings you right to our link tree. You can go to SeatGeek, get your tickets, save twenty dollars on your first order. First order only. You can only use it one time. So one time. Um, and again, shout out to the Rush Hour podcast from last night for having us on. Appreciate you. Uh, to everybody overseas, we appreciate you too. Um, been climbing the ranks in Spain and the UK and shout out to the people listening in Thailand. They were the latest and greatest country added to our list of analytics. So we appreciate you listening over in Asia. Um, and Mark and I might be going to the game on Saturday. So if we end up going, we'll bring some great content from George Steinbrenner field for the game against the Rays on Saturday afternoon at one Oh five. Um, and that's going to do it for us tonight. So for Manny behind the scenes, Paul, Alex, Danny, and Mark, David Bronx Machachos signing off.
See you next week.